This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Good news, everybody. Good, good, good. In fact, great news. It wasn't just Ivanka Trump who met with Al Gore yesterday. It was also the president-elect Donald Trump himself. That's great. Good. That's great. You could say, hey, well, you know what? There are more voices, not less. You guys say it all the time. More voices, not fewer. I think we're pretty familiar with the voice of Al Gore. (laughs) I think we, we pretty much know... That he believes it's our few waves that are hitting the planet and causing catastrophic damage. And uh, I think we all understand that, right? We, we get that. I'm aware. I mean... Mm-hmm. I'm aware that's what he believes. You know, uh, maybe they're asking him if there's... And, you know, when he came out, he wouldn't tell any details about how the conversation went or what they talked about. He just said that... That Ivanka was a very committed, uh, very committed to sensible climate change. To be continued. That's oh, great. Was that Jeffy? To be continued. Is he on? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. I don't yeah. I'm not hearing him. He's just kind of whispering. Hello? To be continued. Uh, all right. Well, I'm hearing you, and I'm hearing. I don't know. Who cares? Well, the people don't care if I can hear you. They don't. They certainly don't want to do it. So. Hear you? Uh, yeah, now I can hear you. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre one, and I guess we are. We were not fans of Donald Trump uh, during the primary. Mm-hmm. Not, not big fans. Not big fans of Donald Trump's. Uh, and we have made a, uh, I think, a, an admirable. Concerted almost, effort. Almost. 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 Heroic. Shared, almost heroic. You'd almost call us heroes at this point. Herculean. 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 I believe that's yeah. true. It, well, that uh, is true. Effort. It has been Herculean. <laughs> it is at times hard. Because it's really hard. Um, and, it's really hard. And it's, it's difficult to do to... to Put yourself in a position to try to really, not just fake it, but really try to give Donald Trump a fair chance. I I swear to you, we are actually trying trying to do that. It's not easy because I have my opinions about Donald Trump. No, try not. Do Do or or do do not. not. There There is is no no try. try. Right. Thank you, Yoda. Yes. Uh, So we are we are we are doing. okay. And so when when I see hints of things, Mm -hmm. I try not to overreact. And and go crazy and say, gosh, this is what we thought it was. Correct. Um, so I'm waiting for him to, you know, I don't like the, the Steve Bannon appointment to me is horrible. However, let's let him put in, let's let him do his job and we'll see mm-hmm. what Trump does. I don't care what Bannon does. Bannon can say whatever he wants. Let's see how Trump reacts to what Bannon says. 
Um, you know, I don't like some. I, I mean, I think Flynn is a terrible appointment, and that's something he has done. Um, so I think that there are things you can be critical uh, about, and I think that's all fair. Mm-hmm. With the Gore thing, it's a really bad sign to me to not only would he want to meet with Al Gore, because that's okay. You could say he's a former vice president. Fine. But he wants to meet with Al Gore on climate. Okay. Specifically, that's that's not good. In addition to that, Ivanka Trump, who is a heavy influence on her father, mm-hmm. the biggest influence on social issues on her father, is the reason why during the Republican primary, Donald Trump came out and said he did not want to cut funding to Planned Parenthood because they do a lot of good things for women. Okay, <laughs> that, That's Ivanka. So, again, with someone with that much influence over him, it makes me very nervous. It makes me even more nervous that they would come out and announce. It's not like we found out about this. They announced it because they were proud of it. They wanted you to know that he was meeting with Al Gore on climate issues. That's crazy. Now, I, 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 it's crazy. And, let's, and then the Drudge Report doesn't even mention it. Nope, doesn't mention it. I specifically it. looked for it. I thought, I wonder, if, I, I wonder how they talked about it. Can you bl- imagine a Republican leader meeting with Al Gore on climate change? In fact, the man who just elected president who campaigned yeah. against climate change called it a Chinese hoax. Imagine if Jeb Bush... If it was Jeb Bush, if it was Ted Cruz, if it was any of Jim freaking Gilmore, they'd be apoplectic. And the Drudge Report would read headline, uh, Cruz meets with Al Gore. I mean, you ignore it? It's not even news? It's amazing. It's It's, amazing. It's astounding. Most of the uh, Trump-friendly hosts just ignored it. Just Um, ignored it. And look, that's, you know, it's their prerogative. The two things that we were told before the election I thought were very important. Um, are if Trump wins, we're going to be we're going to hold him to a high standard. We're going to go. We're going to hold his feet to the fire. We're not going to let him get away with this stuff. We we promise. It's just after the election. We're not going to do it now because he is the, we have to wait for the election to be over. But when it's passed, we're going to do it. So far, very little evidence of this. There has been some from a couple of his loyalists, Sarah Palin, uh, Ann Coulter, um, and you know we've certainly you know done our part to continue to criticize where we believe. Uh, to be critical and also praise where we believe uh, that he's praiseworthy. In mm-hmm. fact, one of the specific things and why this issue is so difficult, one of the specific things we've praised was Myra Newbell as the transition head of the EPA, mm-hmm. a guy who is a legit um, sm- a free market uh, guy when it comes to climate, a guy who is a real um, uh, hands off by the government approach to climate change, which is what I want. And. That was encouraging to meet with Al Gore after that is discouraging. And this is the sort of two paths type of thing we're looking at with this president. Mm-hmm. Will he go down the road? Because there's another Myron is also up for a potential EPA chief. He's one of the people that's are being uh, considered. Another person, um, uh, Kathleen uh, White, who we've had on this program. Um, she Hartnett, Kath- Kathleen Hartnett White. White or Hartnett White. I can't remember. It's one yeah, of, I, that's why I stopped. <laughs> you don't know either. None of us know. But it was Kathleen. She was very nice when she She's came great. on the program. Uh, very good on, on, on uh, climate change type issues. A free market approach. She's for a free market sort of think tank here in Texas she works for. And if she were to be named, I think she'd be a really good choice. There's a couple of th- that were named that were really, she's supposedly one of the leaders. And that would send a sign that, you know what, you're going the correct way with uh, the climate for conservatives rather than the Al Gore way. Um, you know, Ivanka can have all of her meetings and keep her brand intact and keep all of her cocktail parties and the people at them happy. 
um, if she gets Gore a meeting with Trump. And if that's all it is, that might be it. It might be Trump going, look, you know what? I know you got this thing. I know you're, it's, you're big on the climate. I'm not with you. Uh, but, you know, I know uh, it's important to you, and I want your brand to be successful, and you're going to be obviously running as a Democratic candidate in a few years. So you can be the one who influenced me on climate, and I'll think about it hard, but I'm still going to nominate my person. If that's what it is, and Trump has a lot of that theater in him, that's fine. You know, I mean, I'm not going to, as long as it doesn't mean anything in the end, I'm going to be fine with it. However, the same people who are excusing these things like, oh, he's meeting with Al Gore, it's no big deal. We meet with everyone, you know. Those people would be, again, apoplectic if Jeb Bush met with Al Gore or if Jeb Bush met with, some, you know, some crazy liberal activist that we all think is nuts. That is, uh, I would like the consistency to return. I like it because, you know, I, I feel like we've been very consistent on this from the beginning. Um, we said we didn't like Trump. We opposed him throughout the primary. We were pretty much indifferent when it came to the general election. The, the election's over. We're giving him a clean slate, and we're hoping that he's a good president. I, I think mm-hmm. this is fair, a fair way to handle it. Um, and, you know, the good thing about this presidency from, I know, my perspective, and I think the same for you two guys, um, is I think a lot of people who voted for Donald Trump are going to see a meeting with Al Gore. They're going to see him with a trillion dollar stimulus. They're going to see him do all these things that are very liberal that he said he wasn't going to do in the primary, some of which he did say he was going to do in the primary and the general. And they're going to be very disappointed in Donald Trump. The, from my perspective, the great thing is I can't be disappointed by Donald Trump. It's impossible for him to live down to the standards that I've set for him in my brain. So, like, when he meets with Al Gore, I'm like, I think to myself, hey, you know what? At least he didn't ban the, the combustion engine yet. Mm. My well, standards are so low, he can't, he can't yeah. help but exceed them. He, this guy's going to be the greatest president of the world to me because every day I'm going to wake up with a new uh, wonderful uh, triumph as he uh, exceeds my expectations. Yeah, as long as nobody's, you know, the word, the world has not been nuked. Right. You know, you're, it's, it's, it's a plus day, hey, right? Good job. It's a plus. You got through it. So, mm-hmm. uh Anyway, Gore described it as a lengthy and very productive session with the president-elect. Very sincere search for areas of common ground. Had a meeting beforehand with Ivanka Trump. The bulk of the time was spent with the president-elect, Donald Trump. I found it an extremely interesting conversation and to be continued, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, That sounds really bad to me. That's... those. Those are not good things no. from Al Gore after meeting with the president-elect on climate change. And nobody's, you know, all the Trump apologists are just silent on the issue. It's like, uh, come on. You can't even have the balls to address this. Really? And the one point, the, the $1 trillion stimulus plan might be good if the airports are better? What? Those things were not being said with Barack Obama no? when he did the $787 billion Are you stimulus. sure, though? Are you sure? I am sure? absolutely 100% certain huh. that no uh, radio talk host said, well, it might be good if the airports are nicer. In fact, I believe it was uh, something that was mocked constantly uh, when Al Gore, yeah. or when uh, Barack yeah. Obama was doing it. Because if you remember, it was like, yeah. well, because they would make up the arguments. You ever been to a, an, uh, an airport in China? It's beautiful. 
Uh, unlike it is here, Joe Biden said those things. Oh, the mm-hmm. train stations in Europe are so much better than they are here. And we were like, we would say, wait a minute. Well, first of all, we don't live in an economy where the government spends trillions of dollars to make your freaking train station nicer. That's not what we're supposed Nobody to be doing Nobody even goes to here. the train stations outside of New York <laughs> yes, City. That's true. And so Washington. Why, right. why bother with a train station? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's Ugh. just it's it's hysterical it's to see this happen. And honestly, you know, it's really disappointing. Some of the it stuff is. that is happening is so disappointing for people that I really believed mm-hmm. uh, had real core principles. principles. And I can understand I can I can understand during the general election saying, oh, that person is worse. And I, I mean, Hillary is just worse. And I, I totally can get that. But totally. now you hold his feet but to now the you fire. Hold his feet now to the you fire. say, wait a minute. Pressure him. This is not what we elected you for. Right. Don't you? Did you elect him to meet with Al Gore? Wait a minute. I supported you, and you said you were going to do these things. This is not this is not uh, what what I had in mind. The man is already Come saying on. he's not going to build the wall over the Tor right. border. He is not going to. Yeah. He's going to repeal Obamacare and then replace it with something which looks like the House plan, which is okay, but nothing dramatic. But. If that happens after a three year delay. Now, think about this for a second. Donald Trump goes in and he repeals Obamacare on day one. That's going to feel good, but nothing's going to happen because they're going to delay it for three years. So, you know, we can have time to figure out what we're going to do. So then they're going to try to figure out what to do and not be able to pass the new thing. Mm-hmm. And after two years, they won't even have potentially have control of the House and the Senate and anymore then, to pass anything. It, it, it goes away. And then it goes it away. Just go, even you know if what? they win back the House and the Senate, I think it still goes away. Right. And nothing gets done. So the thing to do is to put is don't repeal it on day one if you don't have the replacement ready. Get the replacement ready and make it one bill. Uh, that you can do it at one time and put in the changes, whatever you can get away with, because some of the, you're not going to be able to repeal all of Obamacare through the process they're trying to do it. It's a long, you know, conversation we've talked about before. But get rid of what you can, replace it with good free market place ways that you can, and get it done now. Don't wait till year three. Barack Obama almost lost Obamacare because he didn't even he waited for six months, and all of a sudden Scott Brown came in and he almost lost it. Think about that from our perspective. We have one chance to get rid of this thing. Don't delay it for three mm-hmm. years when Trump becomes unpopular and then they can't get it through anymore. And that's going to happen. That you know could easily happen. And Don't risk it. Get we, it out of there. Our insurance. We're not even on Obamacare. No. I, I mean, that it doesn't affect us except in the overall picture where Obamacare has made everything worse. It has increased the costs of everybody's plan. It has lessened the uh, the care that those get on private insurance plans mm-hmm. or employer insurance plans. And the reason it's done this is because they have to cover everybody who's not covered, and they have to cover pre-existing conditions, and they have to do all these things that they didn't have to do before because it's insurance, not guarantee. There's a difference between an insurer insuring someone and guaranteeing someone. Yes. We should call this not medical insurance, but medical guarantee, because that's what we now have. And by the way, and it's, so it's it sucks the blood out of everybody's. Yeah. Plan. And by the way, uh, they're not even proposing getting rid of the things you're talking about. No, they're right. not even proposing right. getting rid of, of the pre-existing conditions. That stays. That's Obamacare. And that stays uh, your kid on your health insurance till he's 26 years old. That or she's 26 years old. That stays. There's yeah. not even controversy. They're not even trying to well, reveal that. Are, stuff. Are you saying that a child? I mean, you're talking about it. Let's say a 24 year old child. You're not, not saying they that's... can obtain their own insurance plan. Surely you're not. 
implying that, Stu, through your insensitive words here. Tell me you're not saying that a, that a 24 or 25-year-old child should fend for themselves when it comes to their medical plan. You can't um, be saying that. What I'm saying is, and you're right, I should clarify. <laughs> okay. A uh, 24 or 25-year-old child should not fend for themselves <laughs> on their health care. That's ridiculous. Wow. They should fend Oof. for themselves on everything. <laughs> All aspects of their life, they should be fending for themselves. <laughs> what about being in my basement, though? I, what about that? I'm not going <laughs> to specifically address. We'll set, look, you know what? I'm going to set 24 aside, but not 25. Not 25, or so, 26, wait, or so 20, 33. Not so, 33. Yeah. No. I mean, right? No, 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 Why no, did no. you bring up that? That's, that's not know, even I'm in the just, window. Just throwing out random numbers. Is oh, all I'm doing okay. That's, uh, well, that's not really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> this context. The point is, though, that's what you do, right? When you become yeah. an adult, yeah. you go out and you fend yourself. No, that's not to say that your parents can't help you out when you're in a time of need. Of course, uh, that's that can happen, and, and it does parents happen. Parents are always a backstop. You're going to yeah, be. Of course. I mean, you uh, want to be. I can, you know, I picture this now. My kids are five and three years old. And you think about when they grow up, if they go through a tough time, I'm going to want to be there. The Half the reason I show up to this stupid place every day is so that I can be there for them yep. when they become older and they might have a problem. You don't know. Mm -hmm. You want to help them. It's your role as a parent unless you're Jeffy and you don't know who your kids are. That's what you have um, kids for is to take care of <laughs> no, you. It's no, the other way no, around. No. What the <laughs> you're missing us as usual, Jeffy. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true. Obviously, you want to help. But that does not mean you uh -huh. set up structural government apparatus right. to enforce what the parent might do if Stupid. they choose to in a, in a tough spot. So then instead the child depends on it, becomes mm -hmm. dependent on government structure, and then you have a whole generation of people who have grown I mean, up expecting that from mommy and daddy, Uncle Sam. Think of that, 26 years old. You're most of the way to 30 by that time, yeah. and you're still in your parents' plan. Come on. It's I not mean, right. come on. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. Ludicrous. Uh, anyway, Joe Biden is going to fix all this because he may run for president in 2020. Yes. He'd only Biden be, Trump would be fun, man. We said that from the beginning. It we would be, were hoping, wouldn't that be fun? We were He's, hoping uh, oh, you, Biden. No would holds barred. All bets are off campaign. Now, That's by the, the way, I think the reason this came out, though, probably because, I mean, Biden's still pissed that he didn't run. This yes. Time. And, oh, and of by the way, I, I believe Biden would have won. Period. I think you're right. I think Biden would I think have probably, beaten Donald Trump. Uh, now, remember, probably right. Hillary is one of the worst too. candidates of all time. First of all, Biden would have Terrible. beaten Hillary if they ran against each other. Second of all, she's, he still only won by 70,000 votes. Now, she won the popular vote by millions. I'm not, so uh -huh. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the three states that matter that turned the election. Michigan, yeah, are you Pennsylvania. Biden doesn't get Pennsylvania? He, of course he wins. He gets Pennsylvania. Absolutely. He does. Because what he he is good in the areas where Hillary was weak. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he yeah. would. I, I mean, again, he would. But it would have been Gaff City. And, and he's hilarious. strong enough in her strongholds, yeah. too. I mean, obviously, he's going to win New York and California. California and all, all those that. important. Yeah. But he would have done better in the much better in the much. Midwest. Better. He was he's a much again, like he's still terrible. Don't get me wrong. But he I believe he would have won. He's regretting that now. He he made that decision in a moment of mourning and a terrible moment for him and his right. family. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't bring himself to run. I don't think because of him. And frankly, because I'm of his glad family. he didn't run because I don't want him either. I don't want him either. I don't want uh, him again, either. I'd rather, you know, <laughs> believe me. There's uh, but, but he's threatening now. The guy is 74 years old today. Mm. He's 74 now. So in 2020, the guy's 78 years old. It's, is it silly? I, maybe not. Maybe not, not in this day and age. Well, I mean, how old was McCain when he, would he, when he would have taken over? 
low 70s? Uh, yeah. Trump is going to be in 69 his, or Trump 70. Trump is 70. And Trump is 70 now. Um, so he, he will be, he's already the oldest. So Trump is the oldest. Reagan's second oldest. Um, but 78 would be by far the oldest ever. Oh, it's possible, though. I mean, I, you can't rule out the idea you can't. That, uh, that Joe Biden is eternal on this earth. Uh, you can't <laughs> like a cockroach. You can't rule. You can't rule it out. He, he could can't rule live it out. to thousands of years old. So uh, <laughs> I, I would not. He might be running in you know twenty seven twenty. <laughs> it's possible. Don't rule I it mean, out. Can you for sure say no? No. no I mean, we can't. won't be here to, to see it, but I right. think uh, he will. Uh, also, apparently, I'll tell you that. Apparently, the Michigan recount has uh, hit a snag in Detroit. Oh no. No, uh, which is just. Man, that's Again, a shame. there's no way this is getting overturned. It's a complete waste of time it's and money. Not, it is, and we shouldn't um, even talk about it. It's stupid. Yeah, uh, the, the one interesting thing, thing I, th- I thought um, was the estimate of what it will cost for these recounts is more than fixing the entire infrastructure of Flint that they were so, so concerned about. It would be over thirty-eight dollars. Uh, no, no, um, uh, you know, with the water and that whole situation. Yeah, Mil- you know, no, but I mean, no, it's millions, Pat. But still, millions of dollars that they're wasting on this recount that has no chance of success. I know. It's nothing but it's pathetic. Um, a, I hate it. A, you know, some a bunch of sore losers and Jill Stein trying to profit and, and raise her profile. Neither of which is mm-hmm. going to be good for the country, <laughs> honestly. Um, but it's just it is a real uh, it's it's pathetic. Not to mention that it was like three weeks before the election they were saying it was the worst thing ever to oppose uh, an official election result, and here they are doing it yet again. Every time. Every I mean, time. Every it is time. just embarrassing. Uh, by the way, time, time person of the year we can now announce is Donald Trump. If it's not Donald Trump, then time should cease operation. Well, they should yes. do that anyway. They should not do that. Anyway. Uh, but uh, but you're right. I mean, come it's on. Donald Trump. It, it would be so incredibly stupid for it to be anybody but but Trump. And may, maybe that's why they don't want to do it because they know that's on. so obvious. But they, I, but they, I, they they tossed it around, I believe, in 2015. Make it Trump in 2015 because he had gone from nowhere to he was leading the polls and we were getting yeah. close to the election and they were yeah. they were considering him then. And who they was it last won. year? Who was it last year? Uh, yeah. Jeffy. Time at time person of the year last year was uh, Hugh Hefner. No, that was that was your magazine's person of the year, Jeffy. Think so uh, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. <laughs> 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 that guy's got a good gig, right? <laughs> Sits around all day in his jammies with hot chicks. And, I love you, uh, and uh, hero, and does nothing. Oh, Angela Merkel was the uh, was the. Uh, She's not even American. How can a non-American be? Person uh, it happened. Of the year? It's happened many times. Hitler was person of the year. That's true. Mussolini was person of the year. But it shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. And look, when we go outside the country, that's what you get. You get Hitler or Mussolini. That's, that's it. All right. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck. More patents too coming up in a minute. Uh, your current fo- po- phone provider. If you're about to like wait for a commercial break, you're like, I'm going to make a phone call. Yeah. Well, you know what you're doing with that phone call? You're supporting left wing causes. So you listen to this wonderful show where we talk about small government and and, mm-hmm. and good positive uh, m- pr- moral principles and. Then then you go and you just dump money over to Planned Parenthood or some crazy Al Gore global warming organization. Isn't okay. that, I don't know, what's the word, stupid? Yeah, it's, and you might not have even known it was happening before these commercials, but now you do, mm-hmm. so there is something you can do about it. And luckily, there's Patriot Mobile. They've come up with a way to offer you nationwide talk and text. They have the high-speed 4G LTE data, competitive prices. They donate up to 5% of your bill. 
every month to a conservative organization that you choose. Yeah. So you get all the same quality. You get the latest, greatest phones. Yeah. It's awesome. If you, have you taken the time to do this yet? Um, if it's holding you back, that you're going to switch over. It's going to be a hassle. They make it very easy. You can keep your phone number. You probably know that. Yeah, but, but you also are thinking... They charge me that 350 bucks. Yeah, that's the good switch. thing. They don't. Uh, Patriot Mobile will pay up to $350 in fees for you to switch. Nice. And you get a phone company that actually supports the conservative values that you believe in. Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze, patriotmobile.com slash blaze, or give them a call, 877-367-7524, 877-367-7524 for Patriot Mobile. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Hi, and welcome back to the program. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the number. Man, you know, this story sucks. Uh, we've talked about it before, uh, this whole Walter Scott thing in uh, South Carolina. Um, and you've seen the video before um, where I mean, it's I don't know. I'm the biggest police defender uh, that I know of. We are I on can, this show, and, and we mm -hmm. always have been, and, and mm -hmm. we try to support police, whatever. Except for Jeffy, because he gets convicted a lot. Yeah, I mean, but, obviously, Jeffy doesn't like police, but, but we love him. And we do. Th in this case, man, I don't get it. I, I don't see the argument for this I, guy. He, um, I saw him testify the other day that he was afraid for his life, yeah. and he, sh he fired until the threat was over. The guy is running full speed away from you. The hell is the threat? Now, what are you be, talking about? You could say that it's a threat uh, to others in certain circumstances, but we know that he was unarmed. And then you see the unarmed. video. It, it very much appears like he plants evidence on him afterwards. Um, so really bad. Really bad really case. Bad. The, the case comes back as a hung jury, which is incredible to this, me. I mean, yeah, it, This one is um, incredible. Bad. This, now, one, this one makes you want to think, well... Maybe I should join Black Lives Matter. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> this pretty. This yeah. one's pretty bad. Now I will say that I believe uh, uh, that it was an eleven mm. to one jury hang. Uh, it was hung at a, hanged at eleven. I don't know how to say that. Uh, eleven to one. Um, hunged. So it was hung. Hunged. Thank you. It was hung at eleven to one. <laughs> and so eleven to one. It's not like there was huge disagreement here. You had one holdout. That does oh, not wow. mean that Black Lives Matter is right, that all police are trying to kill everybody. It means that there was yeah. one guy who, or lady who got this wrong for whatever reason. There was a report um, that they had to excuse jurors because they were like, I will never convict a police officer. Um, so that stuff can happen. And what they will do is retry this, and 
most likely get a conviction. Kudos to South Carolina, uh, to Black Lives Matter. Uh, they have not burnt the city down since this has occurred. As far as I know, uh, there has not been uh, multiple uh, retribution murders. Uh, so those no, are positives, and you look and, for the positives. From you can the find. beginning in this case, and this is the most egregious one I think I've ever seen. Yeah. This is the most egregious one. This and is- I, I don't know if the guy was shot because he's black, but he was right. shot improperly yes. and yeah. should yes. not have been shot. And so uh, from the beginning, though, Charleston has been calm on both this yeah, and the Dylan Roof, and the Dylan Roof yeah. situation. I mean, that city pretty well seems to have a grip on things. And it's really to their credit. It's yeah. been pretty amazing to watch. It's great. And I, and I do look, you know. I, I will say, uh, of course, the, uh, the it's disclaimer. It's a great city, too, by the way. I've been there Charleston. many times. It's very it's cool. An awesome town. Um, quick, dis- you know, the, the disclaimer of I did not sit down and OJ this trial. I did not watch every detail. I did not uh, follow no, right. every twist and turn. But we've seen um, the video a million yeah. times. What, I, what is look, left to say? The jurors saw more than that. They saw more than that. They heard lots of testimony. However, 11 of them came to the same conclusion right. as you would come to with the video. It just seems like there was one holdout. And that's the way our jury system works, and they will have to retry him and go through this process again um, uh, with with the mistrial happening. Um, but I think I think that, that that what will wind up occurring is that he does get convicted, whether it's um, of the the most serious charges against him or not. Something will probably happen to this guy, and hopefully, people can be patient enough to let the system work it out because right. this is a mistrial. Right. It's one person on a jury, um, and right now it seems like this will wind up getting to the right place eventually. It just takes time. Uh, and no one likes to hear that when, you know, if you have a relative that's been killed or whatever. I mean, you know, these things are terrible. Um, but again, we, as far as I know, we still have no evidence that this was racially motivated. Um, it could very well be that it was a police officer do, doing something completely horrible for many any other myriad of reasons. It's not always about race. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if it is race... You know, a person's dead either way, so I don't know that it makes it any worse. A murder's a murder. Uh, but uh, either way, you hope that if this happens, this person is convicted, um, you know, because you hate to see justice being miscarried. And that's something that I think is mischaracterized all the time by people in the Black Lives Matter movement. They act as if white people in the suburbs don't want a police officer who is racist and dirty convicted of the murder that they commit. And we do more than anything. I want, mm-hmm. you know, a, a bad cop, I want to be prosecuted and removed probably even more than the average citizen because they have so much more responsibility. And there's so much more reason to make sure that we respect the police as a whole. You know, I, I think it's so. I, and, and, and you know what? You talk to police officers and they will tell you the same freaking thing. We want to we want these guys removed when they're bad. Um, so hopefully this one does come around, uh, and and they will, I'm sure, retry it. Interesting statement from uh, Scott's mother, uh, who said uh, when she came out of the courtroom after the hung jury, she said, if you thought we were going to come out of here crying or weeping or weak, you don't know the Scott family. It's not over. Y'all hear me? It's not over till God says it's over. Good for her. So she's pretty defiant, and she's pretty resolute, and seems like she's she's hanging in there. And, you know, she's not coming out and saying, well, this justice wasn't done and we're going to have to do something about this. And she's hopefully it seems and they they have up until now left it to the system and hopefully the system will work for them. Um, it's a it's, it's a tough line um, and a tough decision to be made. Another I would say another hung jury is happening um, uh, in Hawaii. I mean, was Pearl Harbor the right thing to do? 
or was it wrong? I don't know. Um, it's, uh, I'm on the border on that one. I mean, Pearl Harbor? You know, yeah. Should, yeah, should, a, should you have attacked a, a bunch of people who weren't even... Sneak attack like that? Yeah, sneak attack uh, in the middle of, uh, in the, middle of mm-hmm. the island. Um, no, you know... Uh, I'm going to go with no. Okay, that's one position to but take. But that's going way out on a um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know. Um, the other side of that would be uh, what the Japan, Japanese uh, prime minister uh, is doing. Um, this time he will not apologize, at least for it. Uh, he's not, he will not mm. apologize for Pearl Harbor, but he's the first one going to Pearl Harbor from Japan since th- back in the day. Since a lot of J- Japanese people came to Pearl Harbor all at once, uh, he will not. <laughs> they, he's the first uh, Japanese uh, they, they flew into town, yeah, right? They flew into town. They yep, fly into town. Uh, yeah. not, not really efficient <laughs> travel. They, they could have taken big airliners if they wanted to visit, but they took a bunch of smaller planes. Uh, one-seaters. Um, Most yeah, of them were all one-seaters. I guess there's no room at the airport. Yeah, I you know, guess. No room at the end. Uh, no room at the airport. I had to... Uh, Fly over a bunch of times instead, and they dropped um, a few things. If I'm they did, not mistaken, you know, along the way, I guess they just—I uh, so, don't know—they left the windows open because uh, it was a flying. weird, weird trip uh, to Hawaii. It's not the way I normally travel. <laughs> no, there, it wasn't but, like a vacation you know, at all. No. Uh, but so he's going to be coming back to Pearl Harbor. Too soon um, on the Pearl Harbor thing? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah we're sorry. Too soon. We're sorry. We're sorry. If you'd too like soon. the Ben Affleck movie, then I'm, we apologize. Um, uh, <laughs> I it, actually do like that movie. You know, I, it gets it's beat bad. up pretty badly. It because, does, but it's not bad. You know, I think I it gets beat up because it was so Hollywood big budget. It wasn't yeah. like a... It, it wasn't like... Um, you know, it was, it had no Schindler's List vibe. You know, like you know, oh, it for was sure not. an action movie about this attack. You know what the vibe was, though, that it did have going for what? it? Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Ooh, That's the vibe. I love the Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> that, I do love the Kate Beckinsale. That Pearl Harbor go- had going for it. That it had going. Anything uh, with Kate Beckinsale uh, is oh, watchable. Good golly. Um, even if it, the volume's not good on, uh, it's still watchable. Uh, but uh, yes. If it's a movie called Taking Out the Garbage with Kate Beckinsale. I actually am a subscriber to that it. YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's true. Um, and, uh, and so the movie was, you know, I mean, it, it was The movie it was okay. It wasn't I mean, great by you know, any means. But it, it's the last time you ever saw Josh Hartnett in a movie. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was it, like, hey, I remember that guy. He was a big guy for a he few movies. He was big for about two minutes. I actually heard, um, and, and this is really off topic of from where I was going, but Josh Hartnett is, I want to say he's a Republican. I could be wrong on that. Um, but He's, he was that would explain a lot. He is also, though, very anti Hollywood in that, like, this is a ter- this is this is how you get, this is how fake news starts. So I give you, you got to Google this one if you want to share it with someone because Do I don't your own fully research. remember it. But well, from what I remember, I, I feel like he might be a Republican, but that he was so like didn't like the lifestyle of Hollywood. He moved back to like Minnesota and just wanted to like live with his family in Minnesota. So he wasn't like hardcore pursuing huh. acting gigs as much anymore. Really? And that was part of the reason and why so he was they just much. out of sight, out of mind and they forgot about it. Yeah, I, I don't mind. Or was he blacklisted sort of because he's, you know, more conservative. So we'll have Jeffy actually fact check that story yeah, from eight that, Jeff, years ago well, that I don't really fully remember. Because he uh, disappeared, man. He, he really did. Nowhere. I um, mean, he was. Uh, I, you know. was a, I, I thought he was decent. Yeah. Good looking guy. So you would think he'd get roles, but nope. Jeffy. He's staring quizzically. I was looking to try to read what the the real reason why Josh Hartnett left Hollywood. So he did leave Hollywood. Okay. So I got that part right. I got right. Um, step good. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't Minnesota. Do we have? Uh, is there any Minnesota mention in there? Because that would be a pretty good detail to pull out from that story from yeah, years and years ago. Possible. Okay. We're we'll look into that, that here. We haven't right. that we'll, far down. We'll, we'll look into that. We'll look into that in a minute. Oh, Minnesota. Yep. There we go. You <laughs> moved home to Minnesota. Come on. That's nice. pretty good. Nice. nice. From out of nowhere, Josh that's really good. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, however, uh, below the Minnesota story, which I have not read, uh, it said he campaigned for Obama. Okay. So he's not a conservative. I got two out of three. 
he did leave. He went the, to Minnesota. The most like, fun detail was not part of it. Sad. <laughs> that's Although, it. if it was that's Obama right. 2008, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, he's still yeah. he's in Penny Dreadful. So I, I okay. forgot about so that. So he's, he's kind of around. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't think he that's left a, it's the not a business. big show. Um, I, huh. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I enjoy it. Um, anyway, sorry. back to the Japanese <laughs> prime minister. What was his deal? He won't apologize. For so he's going to come visit, but he's not going to apologize. I said, you know, I, it's tough. Like we have when we have, you know, our presidents go there. They keep trying to get us to, they try to, get apologize, us to apologize for I, Hiroshima know, look, and Nagasaki. We're not going to apologize. Now, obviously, I believe as an American, we were in the right and they were in the wrong. But of course, that's what they believe, too. Uh, I'm sure even today, you know, I, it is siding with the Nazis has a way of turning you around on your history. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on the same side of the Nazis. Maybe we weren't right in that one. <laughs> um, so maybe they've come along a little bit further mm-hmm. than you'd expect, but they're not ready to apologize for, for the attack. And really, uh, much I don't expect, and nor do I need that. I don't care if they do yeah, anyway. So um, what I did think it was interesting, though. Uh, Trump took a call with uh, the prime minister <laughs> of Japan. Um, and uh, this is kind of revolves around the story of Trump's business interests in that Trump uh, took the call and in the room was Ivanka. Now, currently, Ivanka is in the middle of a big business deal in Japan, which the government has influence over. And so this is the type of thing they're talking about um, with when they talk about these business interests being problematic, because if she if he is allowing her to have calls with the Japanese prime minister, when people under the prime minister are making decisions based on her future, can that be influenced? Another example was, um, uh, you know, Trump is uh, the New York Times had this example. Trump is uh, uh, president of the United States. His kids are running the companies. The companies have a, a, a dispute with the National Labor Relations Board. Who appoints the members of the National Information Board? Their dad. Now, mm. do they get positive rulings based on that? Well, Donald Trump's past would tell you, yep. I mean, that is the way he's operated his entire life in business. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the way, the case. Hopefully the presidency kind of changes that. And I don't know that they even can unravel these business interests with stuff like that. I don't even know how it's possible, with the exception of just selling the company, yeah. which isn't the craziest thing in the world, by the way, if you're president of the United States. But I can't imagine they're going to actually do it. It's not under discussion. Um, and the kids are going to run the company. I don't know how they're going to unravel those. I think what they're going to have to do is do their, the best they possibly can. But they will be haunted by these types of things, particularly when the glow of the, the election goes away and the, and the, you know, the media digs in and tries to get this guy, uh, give him all sorts of hassles. He's going to be dealing with this his entire presidency. And I don't know if there's a way around it. Um, but if I'm him, I, I think you recognize that and say, eh, full steam ahead and see what we can do. I mean, you don't have those conflicts. You don't exert your influence. If you're Trump, I think you can hope for that. Uh, but I mean, that is the way he's run his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, period. That is the way he has run his entire life. So it's going to be a, it's going to be and difficult. He'll get no questions from the right, which is wonderful for him. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents Stew coming up in a minute. Party.
I'll say it's that interesting. Yeah. Things are tough yeah. to get behind you. Yeah. Hi, it's Pat and Stuart. 727 Beck is our phone number. A couple um, of interesting uh, notes here. Yeah, Vegetarian Cafe uh, is refusing to accept the new five-pound note after it merged. The currency contains animal products. <laughs> they will not accept it. So they won't touch it? The Rainbow Cafe in Cambridge, they will not accept it. Are, are you that hardcore? Like if, if somebody... No, if, that's a Because I know... Um, I know that you won't eat things that have been near meat, right? You won't. If like if it's yeah, sort of like, there's meat juice on the thing, yeah, you won't yeah, that eat gro- it. yeah, that grossed me out. Like, or but that's, if there used to be a slab of meat on like let's say you got an egg, egg McMuffin right. or something, mm-hmm. and if there was ham on it, you yeah. wouldn't just take the ham no, off and eat it. I wouldn't. No. You wouldn't do that. No. Um, Nor will you eat things like Jello products, which contain right. ligaments or whatever. I, I think I'm a pretty again. I, I, uh, there's longer explanations for all this, but I mean, run-of-the-mill standard vegetarian belief is uh, not belief, but explanation of what a vegetarian is is basically like you just don't eat meat. Like so, yeah, you, you know, so like for example, um, vegans don't have dairy products; they don't have eggs, and I, I don't do that. Um, vegans can very are much, you know, they're just the harder core variety, I, I suppose. And they don't. Cheese? Too? Uh, they don't do cheese? No, no cheese. No dairy no, at that all. Would be, that would be really hard. And that's where I draw the line. I mean, meat like, is I, one thing, but come you know, on. You can't have cheese? ice cream <laughs> and cheese? Now, they have vegetarian versions of them. Some of them are okay. No, but come You've on. Had, There's remember, no substitute for ice cream. Remember we had an ice cream? Actually, there is. We that's had, true. Yeah, we had one. It was made um, from nuts, right? Ca- cashews? Uh, cashews? Something, yeah. Which I was uh, really surprised. It, was it didn't taste strange. anything like nuts. And no. it was really good. And it was. But a very, very accomplished chef made it for us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but they do have, like, coconut milk ice cream now, and they're not as good. No, but, it's I mean, not. You know, it's nowhere Point good. being, though, you know, uh, there, you can go pretty far. And, and yeah, you it, can. And it's very difficult, um, even if you wanted to. And if to you have the money, it. we've realized, we don't, but Glenn does, if you have the money, you can make it actually enjoyable. Yeah, really good. Actually, some of it's really good. Yeah. There's a new place that opened uh, here in Dallas, which is, like, a gourmet vegetarian food upscale restaurant you know and the food's freaking really good like you go in there and just eat it and it's really good whether you like now of course people eat vegetarian meals all the time like people have cheese pizza right and and they they're fine with it it's not like you know people i think we don't have to have meat every meal right i think a lot of people think that like oh you know it's impossible to do there's a lot of good food (laughs) that's vegetarian freaking uh, i want to have meat every meal right but i don't but like you know like you uh, people uh a lot of people like uh, for example, uh, you know, every dessert is generally speaking vegetarian. Almost every single dessert you can think of is vegetarian, with the exception yeah. of Jello. Not vegan, uh, but vegetarian. But vegetarian, and so mm. there's plenty of stuff to make you fat. Uh, as you can tell, uh, I found all of those paths. I've been able to. That's one of the, my main mm. accomplishments in life. Now this is going really far, though. To not t- currency yeah. that has, I guess, an animal project, and it has tallow, a type of animal fat. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know why that would be in your currency, because that's the same stuff that's in McDonald's fries, for example, uh, uh, beef tallow. Um, and weird. Why? I mean, look, McDonald's should not, under any circumstances, change their recipe. Uh, I believe there'd be a revolution under those circumstances in this country. Um, however, it's such a, it's just a weird recipe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why the heck is beef? In your fries, well, it is, and so a lot of vegetarians won't eat. Them. Well, you know, most vegetarians. It adds some sort of flavor. I guess some sort of flavor. But I mean, you know, they and they have the fries that everyone looks at as like the American fry. So they're never going to change it. And you go to mm-hmm. Burger King or these other places that might not have that in and out burger. Their fries aren't as good. And you know, people have a, a you know a strong opinion as to that. You can't. It's like Oreos when they got rid of the hydrogenated oils, and it was like what. 
don't f with my Oreo. Mm-hmm. Just leave it the way it is. Amen. Wasn't there at one time lard in Oreos? Yeah, a long time. And that ago. became a big mm-hmm. deal, and they yeah. stopped that. Yep. And then the hydrogenated yeah. oil was too far, uh, but so again, they stopped that. And a lot of this stuff really, when but it comes I can't down tell to the it, difference. An Oreo is an Oreo to yeah. me. Yeah. Oreos, I have not noticed the difference at all. Um, but you just don't like screwing with something that works. Um, and apparently the $5 uh, or five pound note does not work for this restaurant. Uh, they put up a sign uh, that said uh, that uh, uh, although the uh, same. Per- oh, actually, this is a um, we cannot accept. Sorry, we cannot yeah, accept the new enough. five pound note as it contains animal byproducts. Ah, um, <laughs> the bank uh, said its supplier was working on potential solutions to is the issue legal? of animal fat in its five pound note. I don't think in America that would even be legal. I don't know about the UK. It's I, such a weird thing. Yeah, you have to accept legal tender, I believe. Oh, you're saying? Oh, I thought you were saying to put animal products no, in the money. to to refuse it. I think would be against the law. I guess, and I guess the supplier, the the banks are saying that they might actually try to change it. Really? This is kind of interesting. From one no. freaking vegan restaurant? I think they don't. I don't think they realized when they ordered it that this was happening, oh. and they, so they didn't want to keep it going. All right. Apparently, um, another uh, weird foreign uh, affairs story before we go to break um, is a story from Ghana, which I love. Um, it was in uh, Accra, Ghana. There was a building flew an American flag outside every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday from 7.30 a.m. To, to noon. Inside hung a photo of President Barack Obama, and all the signs show, showed you that you were in a U.S. embassy in Ghana. Um, however, you were not. Uh, the, the embassy was a sham, um, and it was set up by the Turkish mafia to try to uh, bilk people out of money for U.S. documents. They were giving away passports. They were giving away uh, identifications that seemed to be real to the people in Ghana. And instead of going into the cities where they might be able to check on this, what they were doing is they were driving into the middle of nowhere in Ghana saying, hey, by the way, we can bring you to these, uh, this embassy and get you real documents. They'd give them the documents. They'd drive them back into the middle of nowhere, and no one would ever know. This went on for 10 years the U.S. had no idea they were issuing oh, wow. fake U.S. passports for 10 years in Ghana. Uh, and they finally just shut it down. That's I mean, amazing. that's an incredible story. All right, got to take Very a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the number. Back with more in a second. On my next trip to Accra, uh, I'm, I'm not going in there. No. I'm not going in there. I want to look for the real embassy, which is actually hundreds of miles away. I actually uh, have a nice vacation home. Is that that condo? It's the modern one, though, right? It is. It's past due. Uh, So the the popular vote for the Rock Hall of Fame ended yesterday. Uh, No surprise here. Journey, of course, won that vote. Now that doesn't—that's not binding at all to the Rock Hall of Fame people. It's just they just want to see how you feel about it, and then right, they yeah. do what they want. They want you to click on their website yes. and be engaged in their process. It means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So you can get 65 million votes, and it means nothing. Just like the uh, popular vote in the uh, presidential election. Oh, they just extended but, it again. Oh, they did. Ouch. Did they really? I just went to their website to the Rock RockHall.com, and it's been extended. Voting ends December 15th. Okay. So, Journey, the Cars, ELO, I say belong. They, wow. they probably won't get in. Yeah. Journey will get in, I think. Yeah. Um, but you know who's going to get in is Tupac. Absolutely. Because <laughs> he'll burn this place down. If, if you've Tupac been shot multiple times, right. 
you're in. If you've sold 70 million albums and you have dozens of hit records, you're not even nominated. But if you've been shot or or if you sing about how much you hate your parents on a regular basis, that's big. Then you're in. So Pearl Jam's in. And yes. uh, uh, I bet the cars in ELO will not be, but we'll see. And Tupac. Who was the guy that Dick Cheney shot? Is he a- <laughs> Yes! Okay. We're living- And uh, I guess let me know when we have our guest. I'm going to have a guest here in just a couple of minutes. And it's an interesting one about an interesting topic. And I don't, I don't want to I don't want to reveal it too early uh, because I really want to walk through it with him on the air. It's a fascinating take. Let's uh, let's start here with another fascinating story uh, about um, Russia. This is a story of. One of the most bizarre ice skating routines you'll ever see. And you'd think, why would I care? Well, this person who's involved in this ice skating routine is the wife of Vladimir Putin's spokesperson. And you might say, still, why the hell would I care about an ice skating routine by Vladimir Putin's spokesperson? Well, watch some of it and and tell me if you think you might care. If you notice, they're wearing the yellow stars. Uh, yeah, it's a striped uniform in the hat. Wow, this is incredibly poor taste. <laughs> it is a Holocaust-themed ice skating uh, display. Good golly. What on earth what would you make thinking? you do this? Hey, you know what would be good? Wow, that is unbelievable. And look at, like, like... At times, they show, like, weird fear in their faces, which is really tasteless. And then even worse, they are smiling and jovial and running around and, ah, ha, 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 what a fun time this Holocaust is. Weird. Now they're scared again. Well, she is. He's smiling. He's fine. I think... It's like mining out... No, don't cry. Now he's leaving? Is... She's picking up a baby, a baby maybe. And, uh, yeah, he gets killed. He gets killed. And uh, now she's just left there. But he smiled all the way to the execution. Yeah, he was so fine. He was he was okay with it. And now she's in pain. <laughs> what on earth? Wow, is that bizarre? And then all the Russian audience. Oh, that was great. Beautiful Holocaust. Uh, and then they start speaking gibberish. What's that about? No, that's just a different language. Oh. No, listen. They're not making any sense. No, it's just not English. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's not one of the strangest things I've ever seen. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. That's just icky and weird. Very, very bizarre. That's bizarre. Uh, let's also do this, uh, um, uh, this bizarre story about uh, the McRib. Are you a McRib guy? I love the McRib. 
I used to like the McRib. I don't know what it is. Oh no, you and I don't care. I don't want to know what it is necessarily, but it's delicious. Would you? Were you on the McRib? No, really, I don't like it that much. Really? I mean, really? Well, obviously, Cause... we've eaten it before here. Right. But it's program. a it's a meat <laughs> byproduct or substance yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Formed in the shape of a rib. Right. So, like, so. it's formed in the shape of the bone, which is always right. a weird thing. Yeah. The meat, it, you can actually eat the bone shape in the. But I, I, I'm curious on Jeffy, because maybe we didn't explain this right. You do realize it's a food, right? You said you didn't like it. That's not, I don't. No, but it's a food. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is it's food. I already admitted to eating it. I just said I don't necessarily okay. like it. Okay, that makes right. sense. I'm a little disappointed, though. Uh, I was a big fan of the McRib back in the day. Um, you know why? It well, has sauce on it. He doesn't like sauce. It's got some kind of food. It does have you some know, kind of what? funky That's sauce right. on it. That's right. Uh, he's got a weird sauce. It's barbecue sauce. sauce. What do you mean it's yeah. weird it's not barbecue sauce? sauce. So it's, it's, uh, it's McDonald's, some kind of funky sauce. It's, no, it's uh, a barbecue-type uh, sauce. Yeah. I don't, that's it's such a strange stance. Anyway, uh, well, apparently no one likes uh, McRibs as much as this particular person. Let's watch this. Okay. There are um, 10 McDonald's here in Santa Clarita, and none of them are selling the McRib. And, um, specifically, the McDonald's on Shakela Lane next to In-N-Out is not selling it, and it's been replaced oh, no. by an all-day breakfast, which I what? think is like a really poor substitute. <laughs> and consumers have had to resort to the McRibLocator.com, which <laughs> gives disappointing results if you use it because the nearest um, sandwich was seen in the Bay Area. And to be honest, uh -huh. like the m removal of the McRib uh -huh. from the menu has affected my family because <laughs> every family. Thanksgiving... Uh -huh. My family would like order a fifty-piece a chicken McNugget and yeah. like ten McCribs. It was like right, a thing, like a tradition in the our tradition. family. Okay. And this, this is not now real. it's like this can't be. Well, like my family's holiday spirits <laughs> kind of messed up and broken. Sounds like your family, Jeff. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, I come to you uh, in this matter that I hope you uh, members of the uh. council can help and speak to these um, <laughs> McDonald's managers because I if tried she's kidding, online she's pulling it and off really well. they yeah, like, don't take me seriously. So, I don't know. I to think me, she's like, serious. Thanksgiving for my family without mm -hmm. this, With like, McRib is like is the like... Christmas like, without snow. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, um, thank Come you on. for your time and listening and... Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> she does pull it off well. I, yes, she does. If she is joking, that was a brilliant performance. It really was good. Brilliant performance. Uh, I don't, there's something about the fact that she's got like pink hair that like she kind of seems like she's kind of being a wise ass. I don't, I don't. Your family celebrates the McRib for Thanksgiving. Seriously, <laughs> she really pulls that off well. If it's unless it's real, and then I love her family. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just love them. This is the greatest American family of all time. It really is. Uh, let's great. go to the. Uh, <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, to John Ziegler. They should be our uh, founders, our new founding fathers. Yes. That family. <laughs> Forget George Washington. John Here's a family who does 10 McRibs for Thanksgiving every year. And Come a, on now. And a 50 piece nugget. John Ziegler is of uh, Media Eye, and uh, he is joining us now. John, first off, before we get started, do, how do you feel about the McRib? Are you a fan? I, I'm fine with a McRib, although I don't know how in the world I'm going to possibly follow that segment with what we're going to talk about. Pretty hard. Great, great producing, guys. <laughs> well, we, you, I don't know what happened, but you yeah, weren't here. We were late. supposed to it start was late. with we you. Had to, we had to fill. 
All right, so <laughs> I was we, here. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway, um, so I I, I, I want to walk people through how I came across your angle on this particular story, which I have not told anybody about yet. Um, I, we, this goes to, we're big sports fans here, and if you know, we'll never call you about this story on the radio show, John, because Glenn is, has, knows nothing about sports. Uh, right. But as Penn State has uh, you know, been in the news quite a bit uh, recently because of their you know, really good performance this year um, in, 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 in football, as they approached potentially going into the playoff uh, system, we we've been seeing people talking about Penn State. They're in the news, and of course, when that happens, it gets kind of thrown back to the the Penn State scandal from several years ago. And we had talked about this on the air multiple times. In that, like, it felt like the media had had found that they this terrible story, and had tried to uh, I don't know loop in every big name around Sandusky and try to basically try to ruin them and make them responsible for what Sandusky had allegedly done, uh, and including most famously Joe Paterno. And as that, the story came and went and Paterno passed away and, and the aftermath of that story, his son, Jay Paterno, was one who came out and wrote a book in his defense and tried to lay out a case of say, well, maybe you guys have this story wrong. And I kind of thought that case was sort of interesting. Pat and I had talked about maybe having Jay Paterno on at one point. And I had noticed you had been tweeting on that same sort of bent in that you were defending um, Paterno and, and talking about the story. And I, you, you sold me and I had to get you on when I saw you tweet uh, a, a tweet about Jay Paterno, essentially, I thought, accusing Jay Paterno of being too anti-Paterno, <laughs> which if you, if you, I mean, I thought that was pretty amazing. And you know this story so well, you've been on it for such a long time. Can you walk us through the scandal and what people don't understand about it? And is, is it true? Is Joe Paterno actually kind of been railroaded in this case? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having the curiosity to take a look at this, because uh, this is the most extraordinary story that I have ever heard of in my entire life. Uh, mm. I have been on it for over four years. I have no connection to Penn State. As you probably know, I've done in several documentary films and on stories in which the news media has completely blown it. And my BS detector on this story was going off at an 11 uh, immediately when this uh, story transpired in November of 2011. Uh, to, to answer your question more directly, I would be thrilled to take you through step by step of how this remarkable perfect storm transpired because it's an incredible and a very, very important story going way beyond Penn State. However, we don't have three hours to do that. Um, so let me give you the short version. Here's the short version. This story, the whole Penn State scandal, is hands up, don't shoot, Duke lacrosse, and Rolling Stone, Virginia rape case wrapped up in one, put up on steroids because of the Joe Paterno oh. angle. Mm. Joe Paterno is mm. the nuclear explosion at the start of this story that sends everything off in the wrong direction. It turns all the good guys into the bad guys. It turns the bad guys into the good guys. Everything about this story, and I mean everything, is up side down. The media bought into a narrative in two days back in November of 2011, which makes no sense at all and for which there is no evidence. In fact, mm. there's a mountain of evidence contradicting it. But once that narrative starts the snowball down the mountain, 
look out because now everybody is invested in a myth. A complete mm. myth. I've been on the Today that's, Show with Matt Lauer twice to discuss this. I've done hundreds of interviews. The news media is not interested in the truth in this because they've already had their fun for five years. This amazing, horrendous, horrible, horrific story that was a ratings and narrative mm. giant, and now no one wants to correct it. And really, and this, it, the story wasn't even fun because right. I, at least I didn't think so. I mean, you've got this beloved college football co- legend a Hall of Fame member who is now uh, cast into this terrible light because he didn't do anything uh, about sexual abuse. Um, so where where did, I mean, is there is there something Here's that... Here's the story that they love, the downfall of a legend. Yeah. By the way, yeah. there's a political angle to this. Joe Paterno was a diehard Republican, ah. a conservative goody two-shoes. And that, abs- and by the way, the media... Hated Joe Paterno personally because he put himself or they put him or he was up on a pedestal. And these are all liberal members of the sports media. It was a slow sports week in November. The NBA was on strike. Baseball had ended. Uh, There was a lull in the football season. Penn State had a home football game on ESPN that Saturday. And they had a chance to destroy this goody two-shoes conservative legend. And they took it. And what, what, what really, the moment that this story turns is the moment that Joe Paterno gets fired. Now, why did he get fired? He did not get fired because he had done anything wrong or knew anything about Jerry Sandusky uh, being a child molester or pedophile. He got fired because there was a media-induced panic. Mm-hmm. And I've spoke, I have spoken to more people about this story than anyone on the planet, including for hours in prison with Jerry Sandusky himself. I know more mm-hmm. about this story than Jerry Sandusky does. And, <laughs> and he's, the first, he's the first person to tell you that. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have disdain for Penn State as an institution. So I have no connection here. I'm just telling you, I am a thousand percent positive this story was blown from day one. The the perfect example of this is, go back to the beginning, the first story ever written about Joe Paterno on this story was November 5th, 2011, the headline by a woman who would end up winning a Pulitzer Prize, which she didn't deserve in this case, because I think she blew it from day one. But the headline was, Joe Paterno praised for his handling of Sandusky sex abuse suspicions. Mm. And that was the first story. He was almost a hero in this case, guys. Without Joe Paterno, I am positive, positive, right or wrong, that Jerry Sandusky is a free man today because Joe Paterno is the only person who even remotely backed up Mike McQueary, the then graduate assistant, who allegedly saw Jerry Sandusky in the shower with a boy in some sort of a sex act, except nobody backs up Mike McQueary's story. And there is a mountain of evidence that Mike McQueary didn't say, didn't see what he later claimed to see 10 years later for an event, which he got mm. the date, a month and the year flat wrong. Mm. Everything about this case is wrong. Everything. This is interesting because I, 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 this is one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because it's not just necessarily because my suspicion was that, Paterno got brought into this for the reasons he kind of discussed there in that like he's the big figure. He was the scalp everybody wanted. So they brought him in there and maybe he didn't. 
uh, handle it perfectly. Maybe he wasn't the, uh, you know, I mean, as you kind of pointed out, he's a goody, goody two-shoes. People talked about, you know, maybe he didn't uh, report it the right way, though he did report it, and though he did report it to his, his superiors who were supposed yes. to handle these types of matters. The question was, should he have followed up because he was the big guy on campus? Uh, just well, to kind of, re- re- that was sort of the narrative at the time. But you're actually saying, too, that you think that Sandusky very well might not have even done these things? I know this is shocking to people who have not followed the case, okay? And I, I went into this presuming Jerry Sandusky was guilty as hell, all right? Mm-hmm. I, and, and I've got a, I've got oh, a four-year-old wow. daughter. I mean, like everybody else, I, I disdain, obviously, child sex abuse. This is not about defending child sex abuse. Of course. Mm-hmm. How, how, mm-hmm. However, I, I understand that it's, an, of course, but people think sure. that that's what sure. they're doing. So that's, that's preposterous. So when I went into this, I presume that the basic narrative was true. I just thought there's no way that Joe Paterno would have covered this up. And it doesn't make any sense. And there's no evidence for it. As I got deeper and deeper and deeper, I can now tell you, and I know this is going to sound insane to people. I can tell you with 100 percent certitude that Jerry Sandusky did not perform any sex act on anybody. He is not a pedophile. There's no one close wow. to this story. There's, there's, there's no one close to this story. And I've tried. There's no one close to this story who believes that Jerry Sandusky is actually a pedophile. It's just that this myth, it's like the Loch Ness Monster. Mm. This thing is the Loch Ness Monster. Everybody went after the Loch Ness Monster. No one believed there was a Loch Ness Monster until the media started saying there was one. And then everything after you believe there's a Loch Ness Monster is seen through that prism. Every ripple in, every ripple in the water, every shadow in the water, all of a sudden is the Loch Ness Monster. When, in fact, it's just a ripple or it's just a shadow. And that's what this case was. And I, 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 I don't even like Jerry Sandusky. He is a dope. He is a naive dope. But that's what this case was about. It was a perfect storm and naive day. And there is no there is not a shred. There should be O.J. Simpson like evidence in this case after five years and all of these investigations. There's nothing. And by the way. There is a fake victim within the Penn State system that I have tapes of in a sting operation of the main lawyer in this case who proves beyond any shadow of a doubt that this whole thing is a scam. It's just nobody in the media cares about. It. I'm just I'm blown away because I, I expected defense of Paterno. Maybe he he didn't know and they right. said he knew, but he didn't or or he did report when they said he didn't report. But to, to find out. That it's Sandusky is not even guilty I know, of sex abuse. That's amazing because the I, I guy's in it. jail for it, right? I, I understand. Believe me, no one understands this more than I do. And and by the way, when I went on the Today Show the second time with Jerry Sandusky's wife Dottie Sandusky, Matt Lauer declared my career dead on the Today Show, which, by the way, a pretty good way to go out if you're going to go out. <laughs> but, um, and, and and he was accurate in saying that. And I knew, I knew that was the reality. This is not something I went into uh, with without my eyes wide open, but I'm that positive that wow. it's, it's not even close. <laughs> it's, 
It is mm-hmm. not even close. There's not a shred of evidence here where there should be tons. Ton, there should be tons, and there's nothing. I, I could go through I, for well, hours. Give, I, give I me, hope you guys me, someday visit this because the evidence is overwhelming on my side, but no one cares because we've already decided yeah, what the error is. Uh, well, give me, give, give me a couple of pieces because I know there were accusations. Obviously, um, uh, you Some know, guys came McQuer- forward. McQuarrie, who right? just got a huge award in this case, right? right. Millions and millions of dollars. He was just uh, awarded in this case. Um, so because he couldn't, you know, his case was he couldn't get a job or even a Rite Aid and, and all of these things. So he just got millions and millions of dollars from this. But he uh, reported the case in the shower that you mentioned. There were earlier um, reports, if I remember correctly, uh, that people said that there was something shady going on with Sandusky. Uh, he remained around the campus for a long time afterwards. What is the defense of this? These accusations were obviously made at the time. Um, Actually, well, here's the problem. The timeline you have, and it's not your fault. Yeah, no, I, the, reporting, I, the reporting here has been so horrendous. Okay. Tell me. Uh, the, the, the timeline is all off, okay? This case starts with one kid, a teenager, not an eight-year-old boy, okay? Mm-hmm. A teenager who's a track star and a wrestling star who claims at first some very vague and nebulous allegation of Jerry makes me feel uncomfortable. His name's Aaron Fisher. He's the only one that wrote a book about this case of the accusers. I urge you, read the book. <laughs> it's preposterous. The book is preposterous on its face. But nobody, nobody wants to look at this because we've already decided what the conclusion is. Yeah. So as a 13 to 15 year old for two years, Aaron Fisher is the only accuser in this case. They can't find one shred of evidence, not an, uh, another allegation, not a corroborating witness. They, they, Aaron Fisher tries twice to testify to the grand jury. He fails miserably. They can't get an indictment because no one believes Aaron Fisher. So all of them, mm. they're about to drop the case. The case is about to be dropped. And then all of a sudden, Mike McQuarrie falls in their lap. And under very odd circumstances that are, and I am the anti-conspiracy person, but the circumstances of how McQuarrie comes to their, to their attention are bizarre by any stretch of the imagination. But I, but the more important part here is that McQuarrie tells a completely different story 10 years later than he told to Joe Paterno and everybody else at Penn State back in 2001. And I cannot emphasize this enough. The two things you need to know about McQuarrie, he gets the, he testifies incorrectly as to the date, the month, and the year. He thinks the event happened after 9-11 when it actually happened before 9-11. Ask yourself, if you really saw a local legend raping a boy in the shower, would you not remember the year in which that Mm. happened? Mm. But more importantly, we know who the boy in the shower was. He never testified at trial. Why? Because he said on the day that Joe Paterno was fired in a very detailed statement to an FBI trained former police officer, I was the kid in the shower. Here are things that only I could know. Nothing ever happened. Jerry was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I don't understand why Mike McQuarrie is saying this. And the prosecution didn't call him because they knew his story would not be consistent with McQuarrie. So this is bizarre. That's pretty weird. This whole story is flat out wrong. Mm. And I'm telling you, 
I, I know you can tell from my my mannerism. <laughs> a little passion. I mean, mm-hmm. this has been the most frustrating thing that I, I've ever dealt with in my life. I've well, a lot of I don't blame things. you though, but because um, look at what's happened. A man went to jail from this. Uh, uh, a legend was ruined. His yeah. whole legacy was thrown out the window. Penn State, as an institution, has been yeah. tainted forever. So why, why this. would they? Why, why would this happen? Why would this? Why was this all? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the here's what happens when Joe Paterno gets fired. Okay, that flips. Think about. Um, gravity and the north and south poles imagine if you flip the north and south poles <laughs> and the world turned upside down that's what joe paterno's firing does mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden everybody's self-interest is upside down everybody's incentives is upside down mm-hmm. and, and and now penn state has a massive self-interest to self-flagellate, to take blame for things that didn't happen, show the New York Times that they get it. Oh, we get it. We were so horrible. Let us pay out all this money. And so the morning after Paterno was fired, Business Insider as a headline, Penn State on the hook for $100 million, which, by the way, turns out to be almost exactly right to the penny. Well, what happens when you put $100 million million on the table? Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get all sorts of amazing stories. And this year, yeah. we heard these utterly bullcrap stories of 1971 and 1976 accusers saying that they told Joe Paterno. Well, guess what? There's a reason why the 71 and 76, which happen to be the oldest Sandusky accusers, there's a reason why they named Joe Paterno. It's either because this is the most horrendous, ridiculous, nonsensical conspiracy over 40 years that's ever happened, or... More logically, these were guys who were too old to get a settlement because they're over 30 years old in the state of Pennsylvania. That's the statute of limitations. They were not members of Jerry Sandusky's charity because that didn't start till 1977. And when you have two strikes against you in the settlement process, you need to hit a home run on number three. And number three is you need to bring it on Penn State's connection to your case. And there's no better connection to Penn State than naming Joe Paterno. That's what happened here. The, uh, that is how wow. Joe Paterno's name gets named. And I, this is not John Ziegler making stuff, a, a theory. I have a fake victim <laughs> in the system with tapes, okay? <laughs> with tapes. I remember. And, 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 and the tape, That's and the tape it was, yeah, it's oh amazing. my, this is really important. One of the tapes I have, the story that the lawyer tells my fake victim. The lawyer doesn't know he's a fake victim, okay? This is a sting operation. The lawyer tells him what his story is going to be. It's the exact same story as the 1971 accuser. They got so much publicity, which CNN and, and the woman I referenced, Sarah Gannon, who didn't deserve the Pulitzer Prize, she vouched for him and said, oh, my gosh, the 71 accuser says Joe Paterno knew about this back in the 70s. It's the same lawyer and it's the same story. Amazing. And it's all fake. You know, for $100 million, uh, I think it was 1983 when I was in the shower at Penn State. That's worth about two and a half million right there. Congratulations. You get your time. Only two and a half? Suzanne Dusky didn't. John, we only have uh, like 30 seconds here. We're super late already. But uh, quickly, so what are you doing with all this? Are you making, you have a movie coming out? What are you putting together with all this information that you have? 
Well, if you go to YouTube, there's a very basic uh, documentary called The Framing of Joe Paterno, which is old, mm -hmm. but still gives people a, a, a sense of what the story is about. Look, I, I have the greatest story of all time, but no one cares because <laughs> this as, as Spinal Tap I've already decided. Said, right, as, as, as Spinal Tap might have said, this is one of those mm -hmm. crimes better left unsolved, really, because <laughs> yeah. no one wants the truth in this case. If anyone ever wants it, I've got it. I've got the gold mine right here. Please come and get it. Uh, Framingpaterno.com is the website. Wow. Wow. Amazing. John Ziegler, thank you so much. Thanks, for John. Appreciate it. Uh, that's that's an incredible thank case. That's amazing. And, 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 and I, you know, a fascinating, uh, I, I honestly, you know, you have a certain well, I expected, capacity. I expected the Paterno defense. I did, too. I did, too. I, I didn't realize. But I, I was, not the Sandusky defense. Yeah. You know, I, you, you that it didn't a, happen at all? We, only, we all only have a certain capacity for news. And, and while I, I follow wow. the basics of the Paterno thing, and I always, you know, from the Paterno side of it, it, it always felt like it was potentially too big of a jump. You know, I always thought, mm -hmm. like, here's a guy who... He had a, a friend, a close confidant, he worked with for a long time. It's hard to believe these terrible things about him. And maybe he didn't believe them. And maybe mm. he did a basic reporting and thought it was going to go through the system. And those sorts of defenses I had heard before, and they kind of make some sense. I had never heard uh, John's case on that before. And that's why I wanted to have him on to kind of you yeah. know, give him an airing there. It's, it's an interesting, interesting. case. And, and All I can remember is how uncomfortable I felt in 1983. Like Pat, you know, uh, this didn't happen. When I was showering after a practice one time, holy cow, we'll, we'll talk about What it year was this again? 1983. You were at Penn State? Yeah, at Penn State, 1983. Uh, one thing is certain, not necessarily my time at Penn State, but there, uh, <laughs> there are some changes coming. Something is going to happen, you know, eventually. I, it, it could be something wondrous. Who knows? Maybe magic fairies will sprinkle pixie dust down on us and... Um, uh, bomber jet planes will turn into butterflies. It's possible, um, although you don't need to prep for that. Uh, <laughs> no, you, don't. you don't need to prepare for that no. outcome. You need to prepare for the negative ones. You need to have your family prepared for them. You need mm -hmm. to be able to make it through a difficult, challenging time that you might not expect. Uh, who knows what it will be, whether it's uh, terrorism-related, monetary-related, civil unrest, who knows? But our government, uh, you know, as our new government takes shape, we should each take a minute and take a positive step toward, you know, just relying our, on ourselves because you can't rely on the government. FEMA takes, it's been pretty well documented, at least three days to get there. And by then, you know, you're pretty darn hungry mm -hmm. uh, or maybe worse. Hungry at three days, 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much ready to break open the food storage. No question. Uh, take control and ensure you have a long-term emergency food supply on hand for you and your family from My Patriot Supply. They've got four weeks for only 99 bucks. This is good-tasting food that you're going to want to eat if you need to, and it lasts for up to 25 years. 888-411-5290 is the number to call. 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. 
If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck uh, is going to that, that was. Uh, that, I mean, John's always a, entertaining and interesting, but. Uh, I've never even heard that know. case before. I have not no. either. And there were no. some things in there. I, I wish I would have realized. I would have liked. I'm going to have to go back and read well, it. Well, because it's been because it's been five years yeah. since the case, I mean, and, and I, you know, I, I, it's not like I followed every detail of it. It was just like you know an ancillary case that you're following because you're mildly interested it's in Joe Paterno. It's tough to believe that Joe Paterno would would be involved in something like that. But it then makes sense. That, he said Sandusky is innocent. That right? He is. If he he's do a, it. If he's a Republican. Of course, the rabid dogs in the media would want to go after him. Yeah, and that makes They'd sense. Love it. um, and it's interesting. And was- I will say that, you know, uh, from my perspective, a, a bit of a disclaimer in that, like, you're right, it's five years ago. I don't remember. I, 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 I am not prepared enough to, to fire him back at him with, uh, with questions on it. I mean, he obviously knows the case and has been following it for a lot longer and a lot closer than I have. But it was just interesting to hear that case. Sure was. I mean, you'd think, and he said he was on the Today Show, um, and he's done, we did Matt Lauer and everything. You think there'd be at least a little bit of attention on the idea um, uh, that this was going on, but it's pretty. It's a pretty amazing take on they it. All I, I never heard. cut from the hundred million dollar payout. Wow! I mean, yeah. we, we have. To, we should. You know, what we should do is go back, kind of refresh our memories a little bit, and, and then have back. him back on and see if we can kind of take some mm-hmm. of the tougher parts of the case against him. And Sandusky maybe watch, and see, watch see what, his uh, case on the. Yeah. What was yeah, it called? Yeah, we need to do that. Uh, it was uh, uh, framingpaterno.com. Okay. Uh, fascinating. Not that I saved it to go back and look later. Fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested enough to see because it's it's a it's such a it was such a big case, and it is one of those cases, um, especially with Paterno dead, right? Yeah. Uh, Sandusky, who everybody hates in prison. Um, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of people, and that's why, uh, to be honest, why uh, I wanted to talk to John about it. I'm always fascinated by people who take th- those stances that no one else takes because it's just like if you are there. And it's not like, you know, a conspiracy theory. Oh, 9-11 conspiracy theory. There's tons of people doing that stuff online. And I, I'm not comparing John to that. Yeah. But it's like just to, to take a stance that is so difficult to take. And we've done it. We've taken many of them over the years, uh, as you may know, by watching this program and this network over the years. We've taken many of them. Uh, I always find it interesting to kind of like challenge myself to go back and, and, and re-examine what I thought about a, a particular case. Because, I mean, I it never even crossed my mind, really, uh, in the past five years that Jerry Sandusky didn't do these things. I mean, no, I, you know, know, that's funny. That no, but, neither, but it did cross my mind often. And still, when you think about it, it still crossed my mind. There's no way that Paterno would have not acted. And done something. Just no way. He was joking. Hey, he's right. Though. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Not that kind of guy. And he did. I mean, I, even the case against <clears throat> Sandusky and the people who talk about um, uh, Paterno, the, the took, case he is... He did take action. He just took not it enough, to his superiors. They think. Right. He took it to his superiors. Yeah. And then they started investigating it. And then it didn't go anywhere. And Paterno was at fault for not following up. 
Mm-hmm. Now, look, the, the case is, hey, Joe Paterno knows everything on that campus. He's the big man on campus. He, ru- he runs that place. He should have known. He easily could have known. He didn't want to know. And, you know, okay. I can understand that. Yeah, case yeah, no kidding. If that's a, I don't think it's a criminal case against somebody. Um, if you report it to the correct authorities and they don't follow through all the way, I can under I, I don't think it's a criminal case, but, you know, it might taint his legacy. We'll have to go back and, and examine that and have jo- uh, J- uh, John back on now that we've heard his case, because it's a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a fascinating one. Yeah. We're running super late, though. Let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the program. Back with more in a minute. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Welcome to the Pat Stu Show, the number two trending video on YouTube right now is this man punching a kangaroo, saving <laughs> his dog. It is absolutely fascinating. I really? saw someone tweeted about it yesterday to me and I thought, uh, you know, I don't care about a guy punching a kangaroo. It can't be real. I clicked on it this morning. Fascinating. You've got to watch the video, and then okay. we'll talk a little bit about why he did it. All right, let's see. We're all looking forward to seeing Max on a board. When? To our horror, it turns out to be something else altogether. I didn't actually ever listen to this. I just watched it, so the audio is... Well, go, go. It's just that. Yeah, it's, it's audio. You're right. But all is not as it seems. The big buck actually has hold of the dog, not the other way around. As Greg runs in, we realize this could get dangerous. Calmly waits for his owner to come and help. The buckroo sees the odds stacking against him and tries to cut the dog with his claws one last time. His powerful arms anchor mm. the dog by the breastplate as Max doubles his efforts to escape. Finally, the roo switches his attention to Tonks and sizes up the human to be his next victim. Tonks gives the kangaroo his space, but the cranky buck comes forward, ready to attack. To save himself, he launches a right hand to the kangaroo's snout. Yeah, he didn't like that. The punch swivels the roo's head as Boom. he throws his claws out to grapple and gouge. Then they eye each other off. Tonks makes the right decision again and backs off, leaving the buck stunned as to what has just taken place. He Let's continues to stand his ground, like he has done many times before when fighting for breeding rights against other big boomers like himself. Now, that's that, really I, that almost 10 million views. Almost 10 million views right I now. I can see why. And, and now, like you, I thought, nah, I don't care. I know. So I is there uh, so, controversy of whether he was suppo- he should have actually hit the well, yeah, kangaroo I mean, they pissed uh, off? Well, yeah. yes, and that it's actually really dangerous. Uh, you know, if you, I went to watch how kangaroos fight. Had this kangaroo. This is the sort of research you do. Well, yeah, we ask you for they, actual research, and we never get anything back. I don't do any of that. I want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how kangaroos fight. But they if you've ever seen kangaroos fight, they uh, 
they balance themselves on their tail and they kick you with those with those Ooh. hind legs. Mm-hmm. And if he does that, that guy's disemboweled. He's done. Have a really? Nice day. Yeah. If you watch how kangaroos fight, I mean, they kangaroos yeah. are nasty. If you watch how kangaroos fight, <laughs> yeah, I get. I, and who doesn't? Who doesn't? It, I mean, it, it was fascinating to see the kangaroos actually fight. So why? Yeah. So he so, did it because the kangaroo had his dog, right? And they were out boar hunting. And he hit him in the face, and he left him alone. There's yeah. nothing wrong but, with that. No, there's not. However. A, the kangaroos, that's how they kind of take down uh, the dingoes out in the wild. So that's what, I mean, the kangaroo was just trying to take down the dog. And well, the problem I know, was, but he, he didn't want him to take down his dog. Correct. So. He should have asked nicely for the kangaroo to let <laughs> he the did. dog he go. He did, he came over. Instead of, instead of hitting the kangaroo in the face. And, I mean, standing in front of that kangaroo like that, I mean, if you or I were out there, we're dead. I mean, the kangaroo's just taking us down. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard they're kind of nasty creatures. The but, kangaroo's uh, just taking us down. It, I mean, you don't think that they... I mean, you think you'd catch them coming, attacking you, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you watch the fight, you really don't catch the whole idea that all of a sudden they're just on their tail, whoom, and those, bottom, those legs are whomping, I mean, hard. Yeah, bet. I'm surprised you didn't kick him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you yes. saw him, he, I think he was actually just, he was actually shocked yeah. that the guy punched him in the face. Because I watched in that same story, that's where I happened to catch the fight. Things are a little the different. They show two kangaroos fighting. Mm-hmm. They don't, uh, they grab each other and kick and, and mm-hmm. hold back and kick and stuff, but they don't necessarily punch so much. So I think the punch kind of like, whoa, what the heck was that? Yeah, what tactic is that, essentially? Yeah. I thought it was interesting because he because the kangaroo kind of stood there was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Did you just hit me in the face?" Did you just hit me in the face? The, yeah, it was really like his kind of look was like real shock. Like I've never even thought fast. of such a thing. Yeah, it was fascinating. Uh, anyway. say, things are a little different in the outback than they are in the hundred acre wood with Kanga and Rue. Um, I noticed. That, really? Yeah, it's mm. a little different. Sad. A little different. Sad. Yeah, I I've never seen such violence against a. A kanga or a root mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's savage. It's brutal. Savage and brutal. It's beastly. I want um, to. Uh, I'd Jody, like- four, we got uh, four minutes, just so you know, until we need to break because we have a, a taste test, another spoon segment at the, at the Texas State mm-hmm. Fair where we're going to try a mm-hmm. deep fried pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which, uh, was, if I remember, uh, it was an, an interesting <laughs> experience. Uh, so you can only see, about, you see that in a minute. Go ahead, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, well, then let's talk about Penn State and uh, the college football bowl games. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a, this past weekend, uh, we saw Penn State play for the Big Ten Championship. And the entire world, Penn State played, what, Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship yeah. last mm-hmm. week? The entire world knows that Michigan and Ohio State are the two best teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. It's we weird. saw them play the week before. I don't even know why. I mean, it was. I don't sad. understand. I mean, why couldn't they? I mean, I, I don't know. Because of the way they. Uh, because of the games because that they Because of the way the season lost. fell. It was yeah. just such a weird season. But um, now let's go to the bowl game, baby, because yeah. Pat Gray. Mm-hmm. Your team, mm-hmm. uh, the BYU Cougars, yes. were fortunate enough to be selected to go to the classic bowl game, the Poinsettia Bowl in San Diego. The granddaddy of them all. Yeah, you know, a lot of I mean, people call the Poinsettia Bowl. You think of bowl games, the you think of the Poinsettia of Bowl in San yeah, Diego, yeah. California. A lot Boy, of teams aspire to it, but I've never uh, heard anyone. Only two to actually it. made it. There. This is and the, they're going to now. First of all, <laughs> not just the BYU. I mean, they're just not going to show up there and stand around by themselves. They got to play another team, yeah, right? The, so the, they got to play the vaunted, vaunted Wyoming Cowboys. Dangerous Wyoming Cowboys. I mean, that's Vi- you, you. a team they've only played seventy-seven times <laughs> through history. <laughs> 
So, so it's a rival. Yeah, it's a rival 77 times. So when they get together, you throw out all, all the rule books. The records and the rule books. <laughs> but the bowl sad, games. This is a sad moment of the year, which happens every year. I know. Nah. Which is the end of the circle where Pat, at the beginning of the year, says, I hope they do really well or they're going to wind up at the Poinsettia Bowl. Right. And then by the end right. of the year, saying, hey, they're going to the Poinsettia Bowl. I knew I was so close this year, too. Eight points away from That like is amazing. They legitimately could have been in the playoff. Yeah. Yes. Because are they never you, had the Are you going to take a 12-0 and BYU with that schedule or uh, an 11-1 and Washington? I You're think legitimately they may BYU, have made it. BYU, yeah. right? I think they may have made it. I think so, too. I, I mean, think they so would have had, I think, one but, loss. They, they might not. No, they one loss, to, they would not go to the playoff. They but they might. would have been New Year's Six. That's incredible. Yeah. All right. So go anyway, ahead, go ahead. I was just thought there's there's 40 bowl games. Pat and I were too talking many, earlier man. today how Way many bowl many. games there are. I mean, Some of them I, are featuring five and seven teams. That's actually agonizing. That really is. Kind of, there, there's no there's no reason for that. The only reason they're it's breaking terrible. the rules is so they get the teams in the bowl games. And the bowl games are good for the you know good for the players and they're fun and the fans like to go to them and stuff. But mm. for most of the smaller bowl games, I really don't think I I really don't think the schools make the money they pretend to make. I mean, it costs them money to go. Well, oh, really? Yeah, well, sure. You got to pay for the bands. They got to pay. You got to pay for the players. You got to pay for the hotel. They got paid to get food. They, they do get they do. The, the university does get paid, but you still have to uh, come ahead with some expenses. But if you're, if you're going to the Advocare Healthcare Bowl or whatever it is, right. you're only making what are you making four or five hundred thousand dollars per team? That's maybe probably what it okay. costs to go at least. It's probably what it costs to go. Yeah, so wow. you're maybe breaking even. Now, when you go to a really great bowl and you make fifteen million dollars, then it's super worth it. Uh, but then you got to share it with the conference usually, so that's why it's anyway. Nice to be I, it's good to have the the bowl games. I mean, I like them, and and I loved them when my son played because you get all kinds of swag. The oh, players right. get all kinds of swag from the different bowl games. Yeah, and then what happens? Do they, the do they all give it to their dads afterwards? Well, no, but I mean, they have to have a place to keep it, and uh, I mean. And your home might, well. might just have enough I have, room I have for a roof it. that he can keep the things under. Uh-huh. I mean, he can come and take them whenever he wants if he can find them. He can, yeah. <laughs> if he can find them. I mean, You've sold all of his his, Not his personal belongings. Not everything. I mean, some of that stuff, he's never going to wear that stuff again. <laughs> Man, that's just... Yeah, what's well, the best thing you ever got in the swag? We got like five seconds. <laughs> what's the best thing you ever got? I like all the signed footballs with all the stars on them now. Uh, yeah, the NFL players on them. It'll be fun. All right, more Pat and Stu. It's coming up. We're in the bowels of the fair right now. We are in the bowels. Very bowels. Promise we were state fair. We are, and we have the promise we were just getting swamped. Uh, by all the uh, big Pat and Stu fans. Oh, my God. And when oh I mean big Pat and Stu fans, most of them are very overweight. I noticed they're very <laughs> overweight. Well, overweight draws overweight. Yes, exactly. We, we are a team. Um, right here we have a deep-fried pecan pie. Oh, and, that does look good. And are you comfortable with pecan or pecan? What's your I preference? I do pecan. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. All right. Because I'm in northern. We're going to dig in, yeah. and then we'll give Jeffy the scraps. Oh, thank you. Now inside, I, I can't I can't eat nuts. Can't. So no. You, you mean you can't eat them at all? No. But I took some of the whipped cream. The whipped cream was good. What about pecans? Not pecans or pecans. You're trying to get up to the I know. Okay. Uh, that's really stuck on there. 
Well, it's, I can't cut a piece off of it off. I get should provide knives with these. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Jeffrey. Almost. This is, again, science. We need, like, a laser. Like how they do surgeries. We need, like, one of those to cut these things. So you've got, basically, an entire pecan or pecan pie inside of the deep fry with the whipped cream on there. Mm-hmm. Give that a shot. Oh, my gosh. Good? No, Pat. It's good that no, you can't have any. Is it really good? Wow. That's really good. Delicious? That's good, but it's uh, intense. I mean, that is... Um, supposed to be. Yeah, someone say I shouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That seems to be the case. That's good for one bite. I got outside of that, that would be... Uh, Why, is it too rich? What really rich. I, much could, I could not disagree more. Mm. It's good for one bite. <laughs> okay. That one I would give a... Uh, you, uh... <laughs> on a fancy scale. On this stupid one? <laughs> scale from 1 to 18. Uh, Jeffy, uh, what, what would you give that one? I mean, you keep eating it, so I assume it's pretty good. Yeah, it's got to be at least a 12, 13. 13. That's not that good, though. I mean, What do you give it? I'd give it, I was going to say, I'd give it around a 10. Oh. It's above average, you know, but I mean. Compared I, to that god-awful okay. turkey dinner? This oh. is, it was not awful. It was not awful. Yes, it was. You just don't like it because there, probably there's something in there that could theoretically yeah. be healthy. <laughs> yes. Like the cranberry sauce or, or, or maybe the turkey if it was outside of that. You're still eating that. This is supposed to be a taste test. It's yeah, supposed to finish the entire pie. Oh. Uh, 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 uh,